0: you bow your heads with me today? Today we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will speak to our hearts today. We have a country that we believe was really formed out of prayer and out of Christian principles and belief and founded on the scriptures. And so we ask that you will help us today grasp a hold of of conservatism as found in the scriptures, as found in what the Bible teaches. May we not wander this way or that, but be found in according to what the scriptures teach and be found to be faithful to them. For in everything that we do and everything we say today, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. What happens when you have a pastor who preacher who, who for 35 years has studied and read the Bible and been a pastor for 25 years, give him drugs after a surgery, give him the remote control and a, a recliner, and all you can do is pretty much watch the news. <laughs> Here, comes Here comes a sermon. I take no responsibility for anything today. If I mess up or say something wrong or you don't like, it was the drugs. My physical therapist said to me, you know, you're doing fantastic, this, that, the other. And I said, well, you've given me about 12 exercises. Why do I need to do these stupid little things? And she looked at me and she says, you have no idea the movement that you have. People that have your surgery, they can't move or do any of that stuff. You should thank God how good you're doing. (laughs) And of course I do. For your prayers, I thank you so much. For those of you who fed us, thank you so much. The number one thing, my wife, my wife will clean, 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 but she doesn't like to do dinner. So for all of you, thank you so very much. I had thank you cards that I was supposed to bring, but I have an excuse that I forgot them. (laughs) Normally it would just be my brain, but I didn't have that, so. All right, pull out your notes, pull out your smartphone, follow along on your Bible app today, buckle in, because here we go. I use two researchers to help me get some information today, researchers that I trust would give me accurate information. Who knows, I may be wrong on a couple different things here, but give me credit for about 95% accuracy. That's a little less than Rush Limbaugh in regards to that. All right, God in human history. As I was sitting watching TV with a smile on my face, with the remote, he began to see something that was beginning to happen. That those who were opposed to all of the things that are the, the conservative uh, leader of our country, he's conservative to a point, uh, has started to affect Christians and started to affect people who were conservative themselves. Some of the things he does, it drives us crazy, Right? We all know and we see that. And I said to myself, how did God handle this in human history? And in your notes, you have Ezra, Daniel, and Nehemiah, all three whom served under a godless king who actually moved on God's behalf and on behalf of the Jews. Ezra, King Darius. Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar. Nehemiah, King Artaxerxes, who basically found out he was sad because the wall of Jerusalem was down and gave him provisions gave, and made him, provided a protection for him and a way all the way over to rebuild it. Because in Nehemiah 2, it says that he fasted, he prayed, and God moved on the heart of King Nebuchadnezzar. Folks, Proverbs 21.1. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. That says for every person, every leader, everywhere in the world, sometimes we don't like what comes out of it, but guess what? God used godless leaders to discipline his people, to put them in captivity. Some of them lost their lives. And yet though we see what our leader is doing and we see how he looks and he acts, we think, well, what is happening, folks? Some of the things that are happening during this last year had been prayed for for 40 years and are starting to be answered. Like like you couldn't believe it. And so you have this dichotomy. The guy's nuts sometimes. But don't you think King Darius was? Don't you think King Artaxerxes was? And yet God moved in their heart to bless God's people even though they continue to be pagan gods. Is God hearing our prayers? Today I want to speak from two perspectives. When I say liberal, I basically mean everything that's liberal, anti-Christian, anti-conservative. When I say conservative, I mean conservative because I look at the world through a biblical world view. So I'm not talking political party, and that may be hard to distinguish, but I digress. Number one in your notes. Is God hearing our prayer in regard to religious freedom? You know the stories, right? You know the stories of the bakeries that were shut down because they wouldn't bake a cake for a homosexual couple, a floor shop that was shut down, and the continuous attack on Chick fil A. I got a graphic up here for you. This graphic that I got up here at Chick fil A in New York is they're coming against them now because of their bias. Because they decide in their charitable way to help marriages and families, they are called biased against gays and homosexuals because that's the direction they tend to want to go. And so I find it quite ironic that I have some different quotes here but I'm just going to leave them, that in the Rose Garden on the National Day of Prayer, uh, the Religious Freedom Executive Order was enacted and signed. Can you put that picture up there for me? Remember the Sisters of Mercy who were being forced to pay for contra- abortions and contraception when they don't believe in it? Remember how he fought against this? He signed... A religious freedom executive order that reversed decades of governmental targeting of Christians. You remember this? Some of you may be too young to remember this. Even what they did several years back in regards to taxes. The practice of faith targeting pretty much has been blunted. Religious freedom is openly being discussed as a sacred right. And this is what he said on the National Day of Prayer. Quote, Faith is deeply embedded into the history of our country. The spirit of our founding and the soul of our nation, unquote. He believes that uh, what is happening in what is right is religious freedom. It should be a part of our founding. And you know the liberals, they're trying to push it out. When is the last time you saw evangelical pastors several times being called into the White House to get their perspective? Of course, you may or may not know this, 81% of white evangelicals voted for the guy in the office now. When is the last time they were in there? And then did you see it? When it closed, they asked if they could lay hands on him and pray for him. And there they are laying hands on him, heads bowed, evangelical pastors. Believe in Jesus Christ and everything we sang today. And he's allowing it. Who knows? You'd think there'd be an explosion when they laid their hands on the man. How do Christians support a leader who is friendly towards Christian principles? His prayers are seeming to be answered, yet is clearly not a Christian. Read your Bible. This is a Bible church. How did Ezra handle it? How did Daniel handle it? How did Nehemiah handle it? They didn't call for him to get out of office. They just kept praying to the God who had the ability to take their hearts and channel just like water wherever he wants it to go. If it has taken this long for us to be praying and fasting and praying and fasting, and you know we had prayer about who our leadership is, sometimes it seemed like it didn't get answered. Sometimes it's just like, God uses strange people to do what he wants to do. Number two, personal responsibility, folks. The Bible talks about personal responsibility in every way and all the way through. Liberals want us to uh, make sure that uh, there's a lower income people all throughout our country uh, so that uh, they, need, uh, uh, they need the ability to vote me in so I can make sure you get your food stamps. Vote me in so even though you're an illegal alien, you can get a driver's license and vote. Vote even though you haven't gone through the process of becoming a citizen. Make sure, we've got to try to make sure that we give them housing. You know, housing fell about 4%. In the, in the last administration, Stan, uh, food stamps increased 33%. The only reason unemployment began to fall was because there was no jobs and people had maxed out their unemployment. Why rising uh, welfare, keeping things, uh, giving them money, giving them housing, giving them warmth. And you know, just so they continue to vote for us, no matter if they're legal or illegal, why don't we take one-sixth of the, uh, of our income, of our budget, of what is our GDP, and let's put it towards health care because you have a right to have health care. And everybody else has a right to have health care, even if they're not given back into the system and even if they're illegal. Because the government can handle one-sixth of our economy much better than the free and open market can. Don't you ju- I mean, they've done a great job with Social Security. Can you name me three things the government runs better than a- anybody else that's out there? I know it wasn't in the greatest shape, but capitalism is not a bad word. It basically goes back and forth. And t- Folks, if you need health care, I had an MRI. How much is my MRI? They can't tell you. No, they couldn't tell me. They can't tell me how many. Yeah, because they depend this at the other. And, and you don't know until you get the bill. Let's go out to dinner. Let's start to have a meal. We say, how much is that steak dinner there? Well, you know when the bill comes. Folks, you? I was waiting for one, one politician to say, health care is not a right. I was waiting for one course, none of them said it. Maybe that's smart because they might not have gotten it. Whatever, but it's a commodity. It's a privilege. And Now, it's, if they've made it, of right, course, they're, they're going to dole it out the way that they want to dole it out. Folks, personal responsibility. For so long, Christians have preached, you must take personal responsibility for your own actions. Second Thessalonians 3.10. Paul says, you know, when we were with you, we gave you this rule, quote, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Not that you can't work; we'll take care of that. But who is unwilling to work? And I look at this and I see this downward spiral. But America has moved in a positive direction, basically because of the leadership emphasis on bringing jobs back to our country, constantly, ongoingly, uh, killing. Job-killing regulations. Unemployment has fallen to 4.1%. Unemployment is at close or near record lows for African-American and Hispanics. The GDP continues to tick upward. You know what's happening in the stock market. The uh, S&P 500, the Standard & Poor, up 23%. Inflation rate is consistent with a strengthening economy. Food stamps is down, and I just heard this week that the leader of our conservative party says... If you're on food stamps, I want you to have a job. Oh, my gosh, you'd have thought that he'd have blew up the White House. <laughs> you think about it. How inhuman. And I look at this, and I understand, and I see that we have a strong indicator that the federal debt is starting to come under control. I talked to a business owner, and a business owner with the tax breaks that are coming that for next year. His tax accountant said that you will be $5,000 in the plus. Because of the, the burden of $5,000, will be lifted from you in that amount for him. I talk to people all the time. Their personal responsibility, the, the, the position of having a job, brings them a joy that you can't get by just taking a handout. The government can never give that to you, all they do is addict you to their help. Folks, personal responsibility, inner joy, it comes, it's part of our Christian heritage. We're conservative on it. And if you need help, we are here. We just wish the government wouldn't take so much of it so that we could help more. Number three, freedom of religion, personal responsibility, transfer of wealth, right? Good old Robin Hood. Take from the rich and give to the poor, and in that whole scenario, you get it. The feudal lords and those on top, They owned everything. They didn't even own, they didn't own land. They owned nothing. They were basically living slaves. Transfer of wealth. Liberals want to use this theme toward anyone who who works and says, you know, you really need to provide for those who don't. And when you don't or you rebel against it a little bit because they're taking too much, they basically use guilt. How is it that you could be so uncompassionate? Is it uncompassionate in the Bible that it says if you don't work, if you won't work and you're willing to work, that you don't eat? God gets it. He understands it. Adam and Eve were put in the garden to work, everybody. It does something for us. Did we get no other way? Do you know how many men I talk to who retire and within six to eight months are depressed? Christian men. personal responsibility, transfer of wealth. They take our money through taxes and taxation and distribute to those who who will vote for them, giving them things. Liberals take our money, spend it in places which we are morally opposed to, which will be the next thing we talk to, and thank God for tax cuts and tax reform. Some of you here, you're too young to know we've had tax cuts before. All the old folks here, we know that. You think, tax cuts? Bernie Sanders is about taking it all. Whoops, I said somebody's name. Tax cuts and benefit individual workers, businesses alike. I I talked to somebody in my family who their paycheck at the end of the month, from the tax cuts, they have $150 more a month, which is $1,800. And of course, that's just crumbs. Some of you saw that quote. Folks, there are actually increased activity on taxes being paid and charitable contributions being made. When jobs come, and millions and millions of jobs come, more taxes are paid, even if it's at a lower rate, and it comes together. Tax reform is being credited for rising wages in many parts of our country. Amazing number of companies are giving bonuses and raises, yet liberal liberal leaders call your money, your money that's returned to you, eh, that's just a bunch of crumbs. And guess what? This goes along with point number four. They're calling it immoral. Number four in your notes, moral or immoral. I want to talk to you about just two things in regards to moral and immoral. They're saying your tax cuts, that's immoral. They're taking that right into the election. Do you know how many seats were lost during the last eight year administration? Over a thousand when you consider judges and Senate seats and everything else. That seems to always happen. But they're going to make it look to you like this is the blue wave. It's never happened before. And not talk about 1024, I believe it was. I, I looked up the stat. Moral and immoral. What is the most moral bearing that a country can have to care for the unborn? We are one of seven countries that will take the life of a baby in the late trimesters, along with Iran, in China, one of seven. Liberals say that you know they, they care for the poor. They care for the helpless. They want to feed the hungry, provide shelter. But when it comes to the most needy, the unborn, take the life. Murder the life. The life of the mother comes first and foremost. It's their reason and their excuse. It's their own way to genocide. Folks, I've had a personal experience with this. I was a big supporter of, of an organization called Lifeline Lake County. Not Lifeline Church, Lifeline. They supported uh, food for uh, people and uh, food and clothing and homelessness. But on their website, it was drawn to my attention that they, in the drop-down, provided for abortion. Not themselves, but they would refer to family planning. And if you know anything about family planning, they plan and they give and direct people to have abortions. No abortions are done in Lake County, as best I know. 285 were done of people living in Lake County that were uh, recommended outside of Lake County. And so uh, we talked to the director, and as I sat and I talked to the director, she told, as best I can understand, three untruths. You can call them lies if you'd like. They were three untruths. She basically said, we can't get it down off of the website. One phone call from somebody I know said, oh, no, I can do whatever you want, talk to the web designer. The second thing they said is, is, well, our documentation and our charter says that this is what we have to do. It has to be incorporated and included in it. We got a copy of it and found that wasn't true. And the last thing is, is that they said that they had partnered with a pro-abortion group for funding just because they needed to raise the funding, and we found out that wasn't true, that they had many intertwined and many connections going in between all to support this. They still, pastors were supporting this, not knowing this until it was brought to our attention. We simply asked, so will you give our, our, our support, our money, whatever, just, let's just take this one thing off of there and lie after lie found out that it really wasn't they didn't want it on there, though they wanted it on there. And maybe you know about them. What you do with them, that's up to you, but I'm telling you, I was personally there. I have a graphic here of a right to life one. I am so grateful for our president and our vice president. I don't, I don't get exactly what our president does sometimes, but I do know when it comes to rights to life, he is there defending and trying to defund Planned Parenthood. I know that Governor Kasich put through that he defunded Planned Parenthood, but somebody told me recently in the newspaper that that was overturned. I know that there's something on the books. I, I just can't remember some of that. See, life begins at conception and the law that allows abortion is not only immoral, it's ungodly. I came up with this quote that somebody said and I'm just quoting somebody else said. I love it. They said quote, "We have a moral right to disobey a stupid or an unjust law." unquote. We have a moral right. Moral and immoral. We talk about life. What if your taxes were paying for an abortion? And you were morally against it, biblically against it. Being taxed and money was going to places like Planned Parenthood. I talked to somebody, a lady who uh, said, Planned Parenthood does a lot of good and wonderful things for women. I said, yeah, that's true. But I said, Do you know, I didn't say this to them, and I'll say this to you. Do you know how many abortions a year Planned Parenthood provides for? I came up with this, what I saw, about 300,000 abortions. I'm sure that's probably low, but I'm, I'm just giving you what I found. You're paying for it. Our taxes immoral, lip. And we don't really want to get started with personal property because eminent domain means the government can take anything you have, as long as what they take they use publicly. It happens all the time. So. We're Christians in an America that we love and we want to pay taxes for things that we know. It should be a right, hey, you become an American citizen, you pay taxes for military, you pay taxes for infrastructure, for protection, and several things, fine. But it has creeped into the place where if you do a study, we pay taxes on 50% of our goods, maybe a little bit more. Not just income tax, but on taxes from gasoline to food and every other thing. Folks, is it moral? for somebody to take something that is yours and spend it without your permission? There is a sense that says that the only moral transaction financially that is acceptable is one that is voluntary on both sides. I voluntarily give you this for that. You voluntarily give it to me. It's not that you can take mine at force with the threat of going to jail. I just... I'm trying to just have you think a little differently, process a little differently what's happening with our money. No one runs a business the way our government does. No one runs their home. They didn't get away with it. Liberal leaders are calling tax cuts, you know, immoral. And they're supporting abortion. In Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. I always do what the front row people tell me. How can an immoral leader like the one that we have make constant decisions that purport and support Christian principles and values? How can this be when we see what he is doing and people come to us and say, How can you, an evangelical, support this guy? This is where I'm at today. I've read it in the Bible many times, everybody. The ungodly kings and God in his way, Proverbs 21, 1, in the Lord's hand was the king's heart and it is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. So the enemies of the man who is basically working on our behalf, hearing our prayers, if they're his enemy, they're our enemy. Number five, I had change means pain, but I put this word in there, right change means pain. Because that's what I want to communicate to you, that right change uh, uh, means pain. Doing what is right, folks, you know, if you buy American, it's going to cost you a little bit more. It's going to cost. But if you're an American, you understand and you accept that. Our leaders have seen so many injustices in America that he is beginning to fight for America. America in regards to trade, in regards to tariffs, in regards to things that people are fighting against. And let me just ask you a question. If China is in a trade deficit with us where they make $350 billion a year, charging us like 20% for fruit juice, and we charge them Zippo, And then another 350, 380, 350 billion in what they've stolen from us in cyber and in military. Over 700 billion? The only question I got is, is why did no other president of the United States tell me this? Maybe it was out there and I didn't see it, but I sure know it now. And is that what you continue to want? It's going to hurt for us to get back into balance. And isn't it interesting? China at first, boom, stood up, and every week... They back down on a couple things. You watching the news? They keep backing down on this. Well, all this and this, because they know. They, folks, why arm your enemy with $700 billion a year? Right. right. Change is going to cost us. International affairs, I like the way things are going. There's a policy of America first, and I, when I first heard that as a Christian, it didn't stick right, because America first... I'm I, I concerned that it could become arrogant, and I don't want us to become arrogant. But we need to be first in order to help. I know Jesus says the first will be last, but what I'm meaning by this is as we are adopting this, we adopt it with foreign policy focused on American interests and Americans' national security. But we can not really roll over and say, let's, do we really want it to be, let's have America last? Because we had that. Yeah. We've been there, had that. Many past leaders have caused the problem we have in North Korea because they are afraid to stand up and say war. He's this conservative leader looks like a bully sometimes. Guess what? Sometimes that's the only thing idiots understand. Who knows what'll happen? You know they're never going to denuclearize. That's never going to happen. We have another president put pallets of different currencies on a plane delivered to Iran, who every day chants death to America. America first. I get it. It's a stronger America. It'll be better for Christians. We do not want to get to the place where we become materialistic. But the United States and Russia, they're beginning to scale back on a number of different things. Trade policies reflect a shift with a message being that global trade must benefit America. Well, gee, is that so bad? Where where was this before? I'm gonna hurt my arm. I'm getting so worked up. <laughs> Under liberal leadership, our country has seen an, apolog, an apologetic, uh, weak entity. We're, we're kind of seen as you know we got to apologize because we have, we've made some mistakes in the past. But who shows up anywhere in the world when there's a catastrophe with help with finances? The United States. Do you know why that is? It probably bugs you sometimes. Why are they doing that? These people are enemy. Because of our Christian moorings that are embedded so deeply, even the liberals don't know where it comes from. Why has America been the one country that continues to do this? And I say to you, Christians, folks, without a strong America, there is no America. There is plenty of Christians. That don't, uh, plenty of non-Christian things that are going on with our leader not to like about him. I get it. But where would we be today if the liberals won? Lord, have mercy. Where would we be with abortion? You think we'd have our president showing up at right to prayer and right to life and the prayer breakfast and stuff and our vice president there showing up speaking? Oh no. No. Constant increase, constant support. Your tax dollars going towards all of that. If the liberals would have won the presidency and they would continue to win, we'd have a marriage defined as it consistently going in a direction of, well, it's really not a biblical definition between one man and one. Where would we be tax-wise? let well, give it to me. You got Bernie Sanders and then you got, oh, I said Bernie Sanders again, didn't I? And you got somebody else below that. Where would we be with the First and Second Amendment? Where would we be? I have a thought about shootings in schools. I ain't going to say it. I ain't going there. I'm, I'm very reserved. Where would we be in regards to Korea and China? Where would we be? Who would be negotiating against this madman shooting rockets over Japan and over Hawaii? Folks, the past leader looked good. His appearance was calm, in control, and strong. Yet, underneath, he was behind the scenes. Underneath, behind the scenes, he's helping do several of the things I talked about. And his wife was stated when he first got in to say, The only time I've been proud of America is when my husband became president, unquote. Something very close to that. That was the first lady for eight years. Now we have a present leader. He's a loose cannon. His actions, you just want to kick him in the head sometimes. You take a look at his Twitter account and he tweets something, and you think, man, can't you just back off of that a little bit? Although I do like to see him rile people up. I'm sorry. I, 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 I repent in sackcloth and ashes. But would you understand this? What he's doing is not behind the scenes. Which one is the rat? Which one is the snake? Where will we be today, folks? In your notes, the central point of what I want to say to you today is please let us keep praying for the heart that God channels as found in Proverbs twenty-one, one. Have you stopped? Has the liberal media, your enemy, started to convince you otherwise? Do you really want to go in another direction? They're talking about the blue wave that's coming, but they won't talk about the over 1,000 seats that were lost from judicial to senate under the last administration. I have to stop and think because I'm trying not to give anybody credit today. Folks, we have been praying for many things that this leader is bringing about. God uses craziness sometimes. You say he works in mysterious ways. Man, he's working in mysterious ways. But things that we've been praying for have been answered, moving in a pro Christian direction. Folks, if liberals are against this leader, they're against you because they're against his agenda. They're picking on everything. They're against his agenda. You must find a way to answer those people who say, how can you be an evangelical Christian and support a man who has done this, this, and this? You've got to find an answer. Suggestion? God can use ungodly leaders. He's used them to do this, this, and this. Find three things. Shared a bunch of them today. You've got to find an answer. What did Darius do? You know, King Darius, what did he do? How God moved his heart. King Artaxerxes, King Nebuchadnezzar, eventually converted. There's hope. Just a thought. The graphic I have up here is one that I saw there, and I'm concerned that this might be happening to us. You got that graphic? There you go. You know, it's almost like, you know, every time you speak up, you're labeled. You're a hate monger. You are seen as somebody uncompassionate. You need to think. You need to do three things in your notes there. Keep this graphic up, folks. Never stop praying for our leaders. Keep your mouth open praying for our leaders, local leaders, governmental leaders. Put the cabinet up, I don't care, the Senate, whatever. Pray over them. Do you know a stat is that 92% of all those in Congress believe they're Christians? Proof, a name. Is, never stop praying for our leaders. Never stop fighting for the real enemies of God. Never stop fighting the real enemies of God. Number three, never stop being amazed at who God can use to bring about his will or answer a prayer. He used a donkey and he uses short people, I can attest to. I close with this. 1948, May 14th. Israel Becomes a nation. Israel becomes a nation. And pro- biblical prophecy starts to unfold. And things start to move in a direction where people said, How's this going to happen? Israel has to be a nation. Now it's happened. And we know the Bible says, Those who bless Israel, God will bless. And those who curse Israel, God will curse. And lo and behold, last year, this wackadoodle leader that we have says he's going to move the embassy. To Jerusalem. Shalom, city of peace. Those who have with God have this, have this peace, city of peace. The place God will come back and stand. Jesus Christ, come back and stand. And he makes this declaration that past presidents before have made. We're going to move the embassy, was it in Tel Aviv right now? From Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And he catches flack. And did you see the news lately? Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, they're getting ready to celebrate on May 18th. Is it May 14th? Yeah, um, I'm sorry, May 14th, 1948, getting ready to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the freedom of that country, or the establishment of that country, recognized by the United Nations. And the president of the United States did that Many more had talked about it. But he's maybe a lot of talk. This president might be a lot of talk, but he's getting some things done. And I don't know why that is. From everything else you see, I don't know why it is. But I, I do know maybe in his sovereignty, he's got a son in law who's Jewish that God foreordained in his sovereignty to say, put a bug in his ear. I don't know. Let's go to Jesus. Father, this is your country. Father, we are your servants. You do not give us what we deserve, but we know that our country was headed down a path. That is it possible that the rudder of the ship can be turning? Is it possible, Father God, that you have chosen somebody to humble every one of us to show that you can and will use anybody to accomplish your will? We have been praying people sometimes, and we wondered, would God ever hear us? And so many prayers have been answered. Even financially, it's a blessing that wasn't really something we were asking for, but the more Christians have in their hands, the more generous we get, Father. And so today, we pray for all those in leadership that you would accomplish what your word says that you do, that you would take their hearts, you would move them just like a stream of water in the direction that you want that would bless your people. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.